to me, white people shit is bankruptcy. Like, niggas don't go bank. Like, niggas ain't go to. You know how you know when a nigga bankrupt? When a nigga come through and be like, man, I'm, I'm selling my PlayStation. Oh, you're like, oh, this nigga broke. <laughs> That's bankruptcy in the hood. It's when you sell out your PlayStation. You get what I'm saying? It's like Danny Brown show. Sit back, relax your eye. Ready now while you make studios. It's like Danny Brown show. We about to get live. Let's go. It's like Danny Brown show. Sit back, relax your eye. Ready now while you make studios. It's like Danny Brown show. We about to get live. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's up, dawg? Coming to y'all motherfuckers from Austin, Texas at YMA Studios. It's the Danny Brown Show. Yeah, man. Yeah, Austin, Texas been hot than a motherfucker. That's what the fuck been going on out here. Been fucking 100, 101, 100, shit like that. And in, in, in Michigan, Detroit, we was getting temperatures like that. That shit is hell. For real. Like, motherfuckers will be losing their goddamn mind. So I've decided I'm getting rid of this goddamn hair. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hanging out at the fucking, you know, I'm sitting out at the Traeger. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm cooking it up this weekend and everything, man. And I was dying. I literally was dying. I was like, it's this fucking hair, man. I need to fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. You know, dreads are, it's, it's a cool thing, especially if you have it for like some type of religious purpose or something like that. I guess that is that. But I got into this. I didn't ask for this. This is all, this is all COVID. Barbershops and shit got shut down. Next thing I know, my hair was getting up before I knew it. I had full-blown dreads. I'm like, God damn, I guess I'm just going to stick it out. I'm going to ride it out. So I'm like, fuck that, man. So next time you motherfuckers see me, I mean, you know, depending on how this shit air, you motherfuckers probably see me before that or some shit. But yeah, I'm cutting this shit off, man. My girl, she's kind of upset about it, too. She likes my hair. She's like, I want to, but this shit stink, man. It's dirty, man. Nothing, the worst shit of having dreads, man, especially coming from the hood and shit. And you know, you know, living in the hood, man, you know, you might have a roach problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know you're living in the hood and i got ptsd from roaches man you get what i'm saying so every night i'm in the bed sleep all it takes is one of these motherfuckers to crawl across my face and i'm in that motherfucker having a panic attack slapping the shit out myself you get what i'm saying so yeah man i'm getting rid of this shit so that is that man that is that man but um yeah man um i've been kind of doing good man i haven't um been drinking for a while last time i got drunk was that actual um two bears episode that was the last time I got drunk. For real. I mean, it's only been a month. But a month for me, that shit, that shit feel like a year. You get what I'm saying? But um, yeah, man, I really just, it's time to drain out, man. It's, 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 I know when something's going too far. And I mean, I know a lot of people started drinking more because of COVID and shit. I never was a drinker. That's the crazy part about it. Like, I'm always, was, you know, I was a druggy guy. I always liked my smokes, you know what I'm saying? My other, my other party favors and this and that. But drinking never was a thing for me. I think the most thing where it got out of control was touring. And I think when you're touring and shit, you know, you get free liquor every night. You got the shit on the rider. You know what I'm saying? You're in the dressing room. I mean, of course, everybody, you know, I get nervous just like any other human being, especially going out in front of a shit ton of people, you know? So a drink will always, you know, curve it. But before you know it, you know, you're, you're, you're getting drunk every night. And sometimes when you're on the road, you're fucking hungover, but you got a show tonight. What's the, we got to drink again. So you're in this never ending cycle of drinking and drinking. So I think my drinking start to get out of control from touring. And then when COVID happened, it didn't make it no better. You know what I'm saying? So I'm drinking like a motherfucker, man. So, and I know you say, oh, Danny, what really was the realization for you to like, you know, start? and then now, like I said, I'm at a month now, so I want to keep this street going. So it's like, it's hard to like, you know, I'm not about to fuck up. That's how I am with anything. Once I know it's getting too far, all it takes for me, I would say, well, probably with anything, and that's probably with anything I like, if I can just do it for three weeks, it no matter what it is, it's working out for three weeks. If I can get past that three week mark, I'm good with it. That's how it was with me for lean or, Adderall or any other fucked up drug that I was on. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. And the realization was I lost my watch. <laughs> yeah, you about found him, but I lost my... And remember, I was just on the show. I was talking to you. I was like, man, I'm getting rid of this motherfucker, man. That's what made me feel so bad. So I ended up getting drunk. I, I go home that day and me and my girl get into a huge argument and this and that. And, and I woke up the next morning. And I didn't remember. So I'm like, where's my fucking watch? I, I, I put together this conspiracy theory that she stole it from me. I'm like, this, she stole my motherfucking watch. I know she got that motherfucker, man. I know she trying to, you know. I'm like, she got that motherfucker, man. <laughs> but I end up, I guess I took it off during my sleep, and, and, and it fell through the couch. And she actually um, was cleaning up and shit, and she found it 
or she put it back. <laughs> but I remember during that phase of the two weeks where the watch was missing, I was just like really going through it in myself. I'm like, you're a fucking loser. You know what I'm saying? Like you get drunk and you lose your fucking Rolex. Like who does that? You don't deserve anything nice. You know what I'm saying? I bought a Fitbit. I'm like, health is wealth. So I bought a Fitbit. I'm like, I'm going to wear this Fitbit. And that's all. Like, I ain't getting no more Rolex. Then I got to the point I got so sad about it. I went on like I started going through like jewelry stores. Like, like maybe I could just get like a, I don't know, man, like a regular little day and date for like 35. <laughs> and I'm looking at these watches. I'm like, man, one of these watches was five of my watches, man. What a downgrade this is, man. Like, and I felt so sad for myself. So I was like, you know what? You're a fucking loser, Danny. You're a fucking alcoholic drunk, and this shit needs to stop. So yeah, man, words of encouragement will help. Tell me to keep the streak alive, man. Like, I'm Cal Ripken of alcohol. You know what I'm saying? I got to keep the streak alive, man. So yeah, man, I don't know how this is going to work out when I get to start back doing shows and shit. Because I will say it is hard for me to... I've done shows sober, like not drinking and going out on stage and... It feels like work when it's like that, you know? I mean, I have a few drinks and, you know, it's like with anything. You have a few drinks in the club and you dancing on the dance floor, you know? I be in, I be shit. I get drunk enough, I be on stage. I forget I made the motherfucking songs. I be like, this my shit? This shit hard. You know, I'm up there having a great time. So we'll see, man. So yeah, let's jump right into it. We got some Ask Danny's. Ask Danny! up in this motherfucker man like i told y'all you got some questions i got answered man all you got to do send that shit over to danny at the danny brown show.com that's danny at the danny brown show.com you got some voicemails and all that that's 512-522-9256 so yeah man we'll jump right into it it's a motherfucking magnet for psychos i think i am too but i might be psycho myself so um, this is um hey danny i was in a six-year relationship and have been out on two dates since we broke up two months ago my question is, how the hell do you deal with the crazy girls and not attract them? I seem to attract hot psychos nonstop and, and can't find a sign. Uh, oh, shit. Listen to my reading. I seem to attract hot psychos nonstop and can't find a sane girl after Tinder, Bumble, and all those apps. Not going to lie. Not as interested in hookups and would rather have more calm and cool relationships. Help! Thanks, Danny. Love all your shit. Nathan. Well, I mean, you're looking on Tinder and Bumble. That might explain a lot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and it's all, um, what do you um, consider to be a psycho? Because you're not giving me much context with that. It sounds like you're still, um, you're still caught up on that six-year relationship. And you don't want to move on past that. So, and that probably, you know, sometimes when you're with a person and you, you, you're with them for such a long time, you start to get, you know, so used to each other. It's just like, you know, it's just, the, it's just comfortable to be with someone you really know. And it sounds like to me like, you're like, um, you're just meeting anybody. You're like, oh, you're crazy. Bitch, you're crazy. Like, you're not even giving people the benefit of the doubt, it seems like. You get what I'm saying? You only went on, you only met two bitches. <laughs> Both of them was crazy. I mean, damn, man. You only went on two dates. So I will say, man, um, it sounds like you, you really judge people a lot. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you just have higher standards. And I, like I say, it, it, it depends on what you consider psycho because I mean, psycho to me is like a motherfucker that's like, you know, leaving Apple AirTags in your car and shit. I mean, you only went on one date. I mean, I don't know how you can judge, you know, someone, you know, mental state after one date. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, you go out with somebody, you know, and a motherfucker start eating the butter. You know what I'm saying? You're like, all right, this bitch is a little fucked up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that would be fucked up. You take a bitch out to eat. They bring out the bread and butter. She just starts smashing the butter. you like... She like, yeah, man, you know, I'm on keto or something. Like, this is her gonna, and she fit and shit. You like, damn, man, she she is she is bad though. But this bitch just eat butter, just normal butter, you know. That that would be a deal breaker for me in some sense, like butter. Cause I I mean I don't know I don't know. It depends, man. Garlic butter too. I like garlic butter, like the Benny Hanna garlic butter, good enough to eat. Eat. I wouldn't say good enough to eat by itself. You know, I know your pH balance got to be off, bitch. You just eating butter. All right, all right. Dreaming in color. Hey, Danny. The boys and I were having a regular smoke sesh. High as fuck and a topic of dreams came up. My question to you is when you have dreams, do you dream in color or black and white? Some say color and others say they can't remember. Pedro. Shouts out to Pedro. That is an amazing question. I actually went down this rabbit hole of this one time. Um, because um, if you played a video game, Persona, it's... um. You know, you jump through, okay, 
I'm going, to, I'm getting ahead of myself. But whatever. What they say is, um, they say back in the day when TVs first came out, you know, TVs were all black and white. And they said, motherfuckers, you know, watching black and white TVs. And they say back in those days, no one dreamed in color. That's like a, I don't know, maybe that's, maybe I've seen it wrong over there. But that, I, that's, they said, motherfuckers ain't started dreaming in color until the invention of the color TV. Which means, yes, we are in a simulation, if that, if that is true. I don't know if you need any more evidence that that is true. But if that, I've never dreamed in black and white. Now, if a motherfucker is dreaming in black and white, that's definitely like some um, foreign film psycho killer shit going on in your brain. And you might need to be um, evaluated. Or I don't know, you guys ever dreamed in black and white? Nah, I, I've never. I, I can't even imagine that. That sounds like a movie. Yeah. Like yeah, same here. Always color. Like yeah. dreaming an I Love Lucy episode. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you dream, if I dreamed black and white, I think I was dead. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this has to be, this is what, this what dead is right here. It got to be. You know what I'm saying? That shit was scared the fuck out of me. Like, everybody had those dreams when you're, like, falling and shit, and you wake up right before you hit the ground and shit. I hit the ground a few times. Don't shit happen. Motherfuckers be like, you hit the ground, you die. I hit the ground, and it just turned into another dream. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I actually dream a lot, which, uh, you know, a lot of people be like, man, I dream, and the dreams feel real and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I be in my dreams like, I don't know. I, I forgot it. I, I, it is like a thing. Um, I don't know, but whatever. I be dreaming, but I be like conscious that I'm in a dream. You talking about lucid dream? Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, so I'm conscious that I'm in a dream. So I just be doing wild shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I do shit that you're supposed to do in your dreams. You know what I'm saying? I be like, fuck it, I'm dreaming shit. Bitch, give me a yacht. Boom, yacht pop out. I'm on a yacht balling. Twenty bad bitches. Boom. Like my dreams don't be like regular nigga dreams, dog. I swear to God. Did you fly yet? No, I ain't flew in none of my dreams. I don't think I have no desire to do that. I'll be in my dreams trying to find weed and shit. Like, ain't no weed over here? Ain't no weed in dream world? <laughs> you would choose weed over flying? <laughs> I think I want to get high. i be in my dream like, man, dog, come on. Y'all ain't, ain't nobody got no bag. Ain't nobody got no pack. And then every time I buy weed, it's from a motherfucker that I knew wouldn't be selling weed if it wasn't my dream. Like, you get what I'm saying? I bought weed from Carrot Top in the dream one time. You get what I'm saying? And I had to meet him at his show. You get what I'm saying? For me to get in, they had to put me on the shit with the goggles and shit. You know what I'm saying? And this nigga, you know, smashing watermelons and shit. He just stopped, served me a 20 bag and get back to doing what he was doing. They're like, Carrot Top got the best weed. You got to go see Carrot Top. But you only could get weed during the show. It's only my dream. But yeah, yeah, I think it was, it was, all right. Motherfucker, you dreaming in black and white. You got to be like 70 or some shit. <laughs> For real, man. That's like some real old shit right there. All right, getting my cut. I work as a photo booth attendant at weddings, and I'm saving up until I can buy my own booth. I do two to four weddings a week, and I try to always be charmful and helpful. I mean, charming and helpful. God damn it. However, sometimes people don't tip. The past three weddings have left no tip, either online or in cash. Is there anything I can do to ensure I get a tip? Or is there any question I can ask without being too direct that would allude to a tip? Please let me know. How would you handle this situation? I mean, nigga, you ain't getting no tip. It ain't nothing you can do about it, man. You work at some motherfuckers, they spend too much on the wedding. They ain't really got no extras like that, man. You know what I'm saying? Like the pandemic just happened. Motherfuckers wasn't working, man. You get you lucky you got a job right now, man. But yeah, I would say um, you just got to stack up that bread to get your own booth, man. Right now, tips ain't about to be going down. This ain't a bar. This ain't no strip club. It's a fucking wedding photo booth, man. I'm not trying to... You know, shit on you or nothing, Will. I'm just saying, man. Um, I wouldn't, I, I, like, I'm not, like, I, I really, um, you know, my heart goes out to anybody that work in those, you know, those jobs and shit. Like I said, I've worked um, fast food jobs before. I worked at Burger King and shit like that. I, only, I worked at Burger King because I was selling the manager weed. And then it was, it was great for me to go get a free chicken sandwich at the school. Because as soon as they told me, like, to do some actual labor, that's when I quit. I'm like, bitch, I'm selling weed. What the fuck I need to be working at Burger King for? You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I don't know if that got to do with tips and shit. <laughs> Spin the motherfucking wheel. <laughs> I wasn't even supposed to spin the wheel yet. I get into some It just seemed like the right thing to do. Snakes. Yeah, you motherfuckers know. I think I told these motherfuckers a few times about this. Uh, so yeah, man, when I was in, um, uh, I want to say it was elementary school. Well, me as a kid. Um, 
my dad friend went to jail and he had a lot of um exotic pets and um so i guess the cool thing for my dad to do was to take on the pets and he had um um you know my dad had four kids at the time and you know but um one of the pets was a 50 foot python that we didn't grow up with this snake don't know us from shit he just threw a random snake into the crib that's 50 feet and you know when you got a snake in the hood and shit you know you got a that shit it made me a cool kid kind of the neighborhood and shit like we'll bring the snake out let them fucking, you know, roll on a banister and shit on the porch, shit in the front grass, scare the whole neighborhood. But at the end of the day, my mom was real scared of snakes and shit. You get what I'm saying? And the motherfucker was strong too. Like we'll put him in his cage and he'll always break out. And my mom had a parakeet. The motherfucker crawled up the wall, killed the parakeet. So he'll sneak out the motherfucking, um, he'll sneak out the cage and shit. Might end up in my mom's room, might be in your bed and shit like that. So what I think about that shit and that time in our lives, man, we went through a real hard situation because we were scared inside of our house. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, man, that shit had to do something to us. Like, you know what I'm saying? As kids and growing up with that type of situation and having this type of shit. And it wasn't just a snake. We had like a lot of pythons and like, you know what I'm saying? We had a fish tank with like red doubles and shit. Pythons and red doubles. And I remember I got a frog from school. I got a frog and they was like, yo, I think I probably told this story before. <laughs> I was like, yo, the frog might um, be better off living in the fish tank instead of this shit. So I put the frog in the fish tank with the piranhas. And next thing I knew, I came back. He was a shell of himself. It just was, it looked like, it looked like aquarium decoration at the bottom. It just was the shell of a frog. Like, so, um, yeah, man. So I would say snakes, man. I mean, animals like that in general, man, you got to kind of grow up with them. You got to kind of raise them shit, man. They don't call them snakes for no reason. Them motherfuckers will turn on you in a heartbeat and kill the fuck out of you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't get a snake again. And some animals aren't meant to be pets. I don't feel like snakes is one of them. I mean, it's a cool thing to do and shit, have them and shit, but I don't know, man. I don't know, man. And then plus I was real, but I will say the best thing of having a snake in the house was that um, I grew up on grass shit. Anybody know about grass shit in Detroit? It's filled with fucking fast food restaurants. Like, and I lived across the street from a Burger King that was across the street from a Little Caesars, next door to a Coney Island that was next door to a Burger King. Like, you know what I'm saying? Down the street from a Taco Bell, next door to a Wendy's, buy alone John Silver. You get what I'm saying? So our neighborhood was infested with rats and mice and all that shit. So everybody had like a mice or a rodent problem in their house. And once we got the snake, that shit was over with. But he was eating good at night. That's why he was sneaking out. This nigga was getting big as hell and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, I, I really feel like that definitely, I probably need to hit up better help and probably talk to them about that and what this did to me as an adult now. You know, growing up being, you know, I mean, that's a per I mean, that's the time of your life where you're supposed to, you know, get home from school and playing video games and having like a normal childhood. No, we're living in a fucking zoo with an actual animal that might wake up and kill. You might wake up this motherfucker killing you. So we always, you know, scared to go to sleep, closing your door at night. You know, this motherfucker going to get out and you don't know where he's going to be at. You know, we got to the point where we was putting like big ass, like 50 pound weights on the top of the fucking, um, we put them, after a while we couldn't, we got him about the cage and shit, put him like a, a, an aquarium. It just had like a fence on top so we could breathe and shit. But we'll put like weights on top of it. The motherfucker would take his head and push the weights off. That's how strong he was. And still, you can be in your bed or something. You'll just hear the weights hit the ground like do do do. Like three o'clock in the morning, wake you up. You'll be like, ah, oh, this nigga Jake got out. That's what we named him. We named him Jake the Snake. You'll be like, this nigga Jake done got out. Fuck. And ain't nobody. And the only person that wasn't really scared of him was my little brother Mark. Mark didn't give a fuck. He'll just go grab him, put him up and shit. We'll be like, Mark, wake up, Mark. Go get Mark. So yeah, shots out snakes. We'll get back into these motherfuckers. <laughs> So flying freaked out. Yo, Danny, I have a flight coming up next month, but I get panic attacks and I haven't touched a plane through the fence in years. I don't want to freak out, but I 100% need to come up and man, I'm just hoping you have some advice to calm a white ass down instead of coming in your four strokes and freaking out and canceling the trip. Thanks and love the show. Keep putting peppermints in those pussies. Connell, um, I mean, everybody got a fear of something. You know what I'm saying? If you're fear of flying, like um, my actual, my DJ Skywalker, man, he had a fear of flying. And now this motherfucker done flew all around the world. Flying is not really that bad. If you got a, if, if you drive in a car, I mean, don't they say like driving in cars and shit is like way more dangerous than, than flying in airplanes and shit? Because it's more of a risk. Yeah, of way you, more. Yeah, it's more of a risk of you getting into an accident and shit. I mean, flying isn't scary at all, bro. I mean, I've flown fucking... I mean, it's not like you're doing a flight. I've, I've flown from Detroit to Africa. Imagine what that fucking flight is like. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing worse than going on a long-ass flight knowing you're going to have to eventually take a shit on this motherfucker. You get what I'm saying? That's the type of flight you got to be scared of. You're like, damn, man, because you got to judge shit. Like, I can't eat that McDonald's, nah. 
It's a fucking 15-hour flight. I know I'm going to have to take a shit eventually. You know what I'm saying? And then, like I told you, you get too happy in business class, they give you that ice cream. Why you giving niggas ice creams on a 15-hour flight? You know what that do to motherfuckers, man. So, yeah, but you still get enticed. You see they got all scoops and cherries and motherfucking peanuts and you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, fuck, I'm about to get this Sunday. I'm in business class. Nigga, I done paid $2,000 for this flight. I'm getting all the amenities. Now, next thing you know, you waking up like, oh, oh, looking around. Because <laughs> it's nothing worse than watching that nigga. You know, you see he got that look in his eyes walking through the aisle on a plane like, oh, shit. And then he go in there and don't come back quick. You're like, damn, man, this nigga still in that motherfucker. We know what's happening, man. So, yeah, taking shits on airplanes is what you need to be scared of, not the actual flight, man. <laughs> for real, man. Because that's my worst feeling, just being in there, going through it, and one of the flight attendants knock on the door. So, you all right in there? Like, what the fuck you mean am I all right in here, man? So, yeah, that's that. Yeah, man, flying, man. Man, that's just like anything else, man. Everybody's scared of something, man. My advice for you is if, if, if you want to really, you know, come through and stop touching it through the fence, you know what I'm saying? You got to pull up. You feel me? So, yeah, next up, need a boost. Hey, Danny, I'm 27 years old and I live in Florida. I haven't had sex since my last ex, which was five years ago. And it's been so long that I'm intimidated by every girl I talk to. So how can I gain confidence again? Lewis. Um, I think the best thing to do um, as far as like gaining confidence and shit is like um, pretty much like it's going to sound stupid, but like just doing like like working out, like caring about yourself, like doing shit for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Go get a makeover or something. Go start buying new clothes and shit. Do shit to make you feel good about yourself. Like You got to look at yourself like, man, I love myself. I look good than a motherfucker. And that's the only way other motherfuckers going to look at you like that. You get what I'm saying? Because if you got the if you ain't got no confidence, then of course a motherfucker ain't going ain't gonna to treat you the same. You get what I'm saying? They're going to look at you crazy. Like You feel what I'm saying? So the best thing you can do, that's like anybody in life, because we all go through it where you just know your game is off. Like, I'm in a slump right now. I'm, I'm fucked up. Like, I ain't, my swag is off. The worst thing you can try to do is force it. You know what I'm saying? So when you just realize I ain't got my shit together and this and that, you're like, fuck it, man. Sometimes like getting just like, if, if anybody know me, man, you know me, I fucking damn near look different every six months. I get a, like, I'm not scared of, of changing, drastically changing the way I look. A lot of people, you know, they, they're scared of that because like, oh, I cut my hair, I'm going to look ugly. Or if I do this, I'm going to do that. Sometimes I might want to look ugly. You know what I'm saying? It's just... And still look in the mirror and be like, nigga, you fine in a motherfucker, nigga. You get what I'm saying? You sexy. I talk to myself in the mirror all the time. Maybe that's something you got to do, too. You got to wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, be like, damn, nigga, you bad than a motherfucker, man. Look, all the bitches going to be, you know, just talk yourself up. I'll be, first thing I hear, and this has been going on since I can remember in um, elementary school or whatever, as long as I wanted, knew that I wanted to be a rapper, the first voice I hear every morning I wake up in my head is a motherfucker tell me you the best rapper ever. Like, you the best rapper ever, man. You the illest nigga ever. Like, Hey, and I guess that's just like a motivational speech that um, I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not doing it. A motherfucker talking to me. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> Whoever that subconscious is is saying that shit. So I think that's what your subconscious is just giving you all negative thoughts to even say. Like, you know, so I would say the best thing to do is like, get a makeover. Go get a new haircut. Go get some new clothes or something. Get your nails done or something. Go get a massage or something. Like, do something to care about yourself, man, to make you love yourself, to make, you know, for you can go out and have your swag up, you know? But if you're down in the dumps, if you don't, if you're not feeling good, your swag is off, man. You just gotta ride it out. Like you can't be fake happy. You can't, you know what I'm saying? Cause it just shows more than anything, you know? So yeah. So that's that. Like I say, man, you motherfuckers, if you wanna hit me up, you got advice and shit, you know what I'm saying? Hit me up for advice and shit. Just hit me up. Danny at the Dannybrownshow.com. That's Danny at the Dannybrownshow.com. Voicemails and all that. 512-522-9256. And you motherfuckers sent some white people shit in, I see. We're gonna get into that. White people shit. Um, first up, lame haircuts. Hey, Danny, big fan of yours. Had the best concert experience of one of your shows in Copenhagen. Always Copenhagen. I told y'all, man, Copenhagen, man, be going down. Shouts out to Copenhagen. That shit was wild. Anyway, I think some real white people shit, mainly for white guys, is having the same haircut that their mom basically chose for them at 12 years old. And just going to the barbershop and getting that same haircut the rest of their lives. Yeah, piss on me. Beep. It ain't even that. I don't think so. It's just that. Where you got, I don't really feel like it's cool white barbershops. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's not really like, you motherfuckers be going to Bo Ricks and Fantastic Sam's and shit like that. Like, what the fuck you think you go get at Bo, -bo, -bo, -bo Ricks? You get what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, they go get you, they ain't like, they're not innovating haircuts at Fantastic Sam's. They're not trying to, you know what I'm saying? It's the same shit. You go get the bowl cut. 
You know what I'm saying? You go get the bowl cut of the mullet. Which one you want? You know what I'm saying? And then when you go to those extra like cool hipster, um, hipster barber shops and shit where they still wearing masks and shit. You get what I'm saying? Like you gonna get, you know, they're gonna give you the cool guy white haircut with 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 streaks and shit like that. And you might you seem like you just want a normal haircut. I think, man, for white dudes, man, um, go to a black barber shop. You wanna do some ill shit? Pull up in the hood and see what happened, man. Just, you know what I'm saying? They're going to be like, fuck, you know? So that's what I say. Go to a hood barber shop. You know what I'm saying? Talk some gangster shit. Watch some world star hip-hop videos. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They'll definitely give you a style. You know what I'm saying? For real. Especially because I know like a lot of hood barbers, they love to have a white boy come in so they can show they can cut his hair so they can put that shit on Instagram. Like, nigga, white niggas pull up too. I can hit y'all niggas up too. Razor lineups and all that. I would love to see a a, a, a a white bald head nigga coming to like the hood barbershop and get a Beijing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just go ahead and just paint me a bald fade. You know what I'm saying? Beijing's is the most, um, that is the most bizarre shit to me ever, man. Like, um, y'all know what that shit is? Is this, this just me? I, I don't think I've heard of it, no. A Beijing is when a bald motherfucker, they paint the fade on you. They'll paint you a beard. You can, you can do that, like... It's some crazy shit, man. Like motherfuckers line up, go back, and then they'll just paint the one. I've seen some crazy shit where they spray Beijing, paint. Beijing, type it shit. like like China, like Beijing, China. <laughs> Hair dye, there it go, boom. See, there it go. You see it? That's bizarre, man. Y'all remember when Carlos Boozer had the Beijing? Is that Carlos Boozer? <laughs> I don't think so. No. But pull up Carlos <laughs> Boozer. That was the most bizarre Beijing. Look at that shit. This nigga look like an NBA 2K created player. He look like Star Trek. Yes. It's, and then you know you sweat, the shit start dripping and shit. <laughs> look how he got his mascara running after the end of the game. Like he been giving blowjobs. Yeah. Don't get no Beijing, man. Like I told you, man. Be yourself. Be the true blood, man. God chose you for a reason. All right. Next up we got white people shit. Cornhole to a man. I would say, man, cornhole. I, I I fell down a rabbit hole of watching cornhole on um ESPN, the cornhole championship. That shit is dope. And I will say, man, one thing about cornhole, we get drunk, you know, throw some beanbags and shit. But when you see a motherfucker that's good at that shit, the shit is impressive. Like you drunk as hell, you see this nigga, he been drinking with you and he just hitting them bitches. Boom. Y'all going out further and further. He's still just knocking them bitches in the hole. That is some respectable ass shit. So I got nothing but love for anybody that do motherfucking cornhole. And they put horseshoes on there, which if anybody don't know, that's some hood shit to me. I don't know um, if, if horseshoes, I think he was giving us, you know, both the, the, the flip sides, the yin and the yang of this situation. Because in the hood, that's all we did. Like every, um, I never really got into the horseshoe thing. That's like my old uncles and, you know, your grandparents and shit. But any like barbecue, niggas is for show throwing shoes. They got the horseshoes out. Them niggas is throwing, you hear them bitches clank. Clank, the motherfuckers throwing them bitches far. But show definitely somebody got fucked up throwing a horseshoe, walking into the middle of the game, not paying attention at the barbecue. I already know that had to happen. But yo, hey Danny, huge fan of the show and a contribution to the rap game. You're the man. Some white people shit is playing cornhole or horseshoes. I had never been to a white people party where there wasn't a few drunk 40 years old throwing beanbags around. If this ain't white people shit, then I don't know what it is. Colton, yes. It's definitely some white people shit, but it's a great fucking time. And a lot of times I think you guys get it confused when I'm talking about white people shit. It's just joking in between the different dynamics. And like I say, you guys got cornhole, we got horseshoes. And I was actually thinking about that because I'm at that age now where I'm where I'm busting out the motherfucking the eel barbecue sandals and shit. And I'm throwing ribs on the grill every weekend. I was like, fuck it, man. I might as well get me a horseshoe set out in this motherfucker. I got enough room in my yard to start practicing throwing some shoes by myself. It's a great time, but no, nah, it's, it's too hot in Austin, man. You standing in the motherfucking sun trying to throw horseshoes. Something racist got to be about that. So I ain't doing that shit. <clears throat> I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> so next up, we got motherfucking drag boat racing. Oh, shit. Drag boat racing, I seen that in, um, it's like a cocaine cowboy documentary type of situation. Y'all seen that? Where the niggas was in, I don't know if it was cocaine cowboys, but it was one of those documentaries on Netflix and that shit was actually lit. Yeah, where I these, saw that. Where these niggas was, um, they was in the, um, the, 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 the drag racing business, like they was in the competitions and all that, like professional race, like, but these, the whole time these niggas was selling dope and shit, doing the shit. See, that's what I'm saying, man. That's the great American dream, man. Like Grateful Dead, drag boat racers, oh man. White people shit can be cool to the motherfucker sometimes. Yo, 
Hey, Danny, one of my kids pressing random buttons on a remote gray stuff with some great white people shit. I know in recent episodes you have argued white people shit versus regular people shit, so here it goes. He stumbled upon Lucas Oil Channel. What the fuck is the Lucas Oil Channel? That's real? Yeah, my name is playing drag boat racing. Okay. If you don't know what it is, please have the Boost Boys pull it up. No purpose, but exists. Okay, similar vein of the same channel. Tractor pull, same thing. Take a look and see if you agree if it meets the criteria for honorable mention. You bet I'm coming up in May. Drag boat racing. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I've obviously seen drag boat racing before, but I don't know, man. Um, if this will qualify as definitely white people shit. I think drag boat racing qualifies as just rich people shit. Like, you got to have some money to, this is an expensive-ass habit. Like, what type of nigga just like, who, how you even come up with the idea to be like, I'm going to be a drag boat racer? You know what I'm saying? Unless you got money and you're around this shit, this shit ill, you're like, fuck that nigga, I can do that shit, let me do that shit too. I don't think there's nobody like just sitting around broke as fuck in the hood like, that drag boat racing shit look like it could be my career in the future. No, no one has those dreams and aspirations. Yeah, Lucas Orb. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think this is just um this this is classism right here. This has nothing to do with race at all. Cause I'm pretty sure some niggas that love boats. I was in a regatta rock I was uh I was in a regatta yacht club <laughs> in, in middle school, which is where you build wooden boats. Yeah, I did that shit. We you build wooden boats and it take you all year to build the fucking boat. And then at the end of the year at Belle Isle, a lot of motherfuckers in Michigan, Detroit, we have this, um, it's an island right in the middle of Detroit. And, you know, motherfuckers used to go to the island and shit just to show off their cars and, like, do hood rat ratchet shit. But they do have real, you know, family, um, you know, wholesome content type shit going on. And one of those is the regatta boat races. They have the, uh, the boat races where all these kids from different schools that built their boat all year, you go out and then we race our boats against each other. You know what I'm saying? And I knew my boat was fucked up. I knew my boat was fucked up. Me and my brother was in it. His boat was amazing. Cause, but my brother, you know, my brother knew how to draw and shit like that. I got a little too crazy with the wood shaver once I got my boat. You know what I'm saying? Because it got to the point. It, it was just fun to shave. You know, that wood shaving joint. It was just fun to use that shit. And I got a little too crazy and I was shaving. Next thing I knew, I had holes in my boat. My boat teacher was mad as fuck, which I knew he was kind of racist too. Because he going to tell me, um, we had a big argument one time that... um. Big country was better than Shaq. I'm like, man, I'm only 13 years old, but I know damn well Brian Reeves ain't better than Shaquille O'Neal. I'm like, this has to be just a racist take right here. He's like, yeah, the big country gonna be better than Shaq. I'm like, all right, man, whatever. So I shaved holes in my boat. He was mad as fuck. Like, you gotta get the bondo. Get the bondo out. So he had to bondo my boat and shit. <laughs> so when I painted my boat, you see like the little bondo and shit. It was all fucked up. So I'm at the boat race and shit. I'm like, it's going to be lit. My boat, as long as you finish, you get a ribbon. If you went first to third, you get a, um, you know, you get a trophy and all that shit. So the race started. Well, I pushed my boat out. That motherfucker turned right around and came back to me. You get what I'm saying? It was so embarrassing. So now I'm panicking. Like, oh, oh. I'm getting him back, trying to fix the sails. I push him back. He turned right back around and come back. Every boat finished but mine. You know what I'm saying? So it was real. But my brother, I think he won like second place or something. He didn't get first, but he got the big trophy and shit. So then I'll come home every day, look at this dumbass. I painted the boat green. I look at, so that was some white people shit that I was in. Is that like a normal thing? Um, boat clubs in school? Not in my school. Y'all ain't had that shit? Nah, nah me. Uh-uh. Damn, man. I was right next to a beach, too. That uh-uh. was, I mean, it was like wood shop. That's what it was. It pretty much oh, was okay. wood shop. And if you wanted, it was like an after school thing. If you wanted to join a yacht club to build a boat, you can do that. I wouldn't say it actually was like a curriculum type of thing it was like an after school program so that's what that was yeah because we did it with like wooden cars and we'd race them down these like ramps that were built for it oh shit yeah like, i did that too like little little tiny ones yeah. yeah so i guess that's like the same kind of deal y'all niggas ain't had no water they ain't want to get y'all no boats <laughs> I, don't, I don't think most schools have wood shop anymore i think they kind of got rid of that yeah mine didn't yeah because there's too many weapons in that yeah. motherfucker man when you think about it must be so many accidents and, and what does that do I don't think no motherfucker leaving leave like, man, shit, man, I graduated from motherfucking, you know, I took wood shop. I can't wait to build a motherfucking bookshelf when I get out of school. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I, like, I'm going to be a, 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 what is the job? Woodworking. Okay, that's, yeah, that is like the carpentry. purpose of that. Carpentry. I built a, uh, a, a bookshelf that had a hidden compartment for my weed. That's dope. 
Yeah, that's, that's dope. I think like um, shit like this, like motherfuckers building birdhouse. That's like hobby type shit. You know, that's just your hobby. Some motherfuckers are real craftsmen. That's like some real manly man shit. Like I want to build shit. Like no, bitch, you ain't buying no armoire. I'm about to build that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Building bars in your basement and shit like that. I wish I can do shit like that, but I can't even change a fucking tire. So hey. I tell bitches that all the time. Your car catch a flat, we sit in that motherfucker together. I ain't getting out jacking shit up. I remember one time, um, that's how I know I wasn't like the manly man. I'm like, man, I ain't got time for it. Uh, me and my girl got snuck. Me and my girl at the time, we got stuck in the snow. If anybody know getting stuck in the snow sucks. Like, you got to try to push the crowd to snow. And motherfucker seen the snow is like this diesel ass white dude. He pulled up and pushed us out the snow. And the look he gave me after he did it, because I was sitting in the car. I never got out. Like, fuck that. I ain't pushing this motherfucker out the snow. You better call something. He just looked at me like, look at what a waste of a man. <laughs> like, you damn right. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's, that's crazy. So, yeah, fuck that. You got some would you rathers? Would you rather? Yeah, man, would you rather star in a reality show in which every episode you go on a blind date with a girl you had sex with before or on a blind date with someone you sold drugs to before? Best podcast ever. Keep it the good stuff, Danny. Um... Um, if if I had sex with you before, and we don't have any um dealings now, there's no need for me to see your ass ever again. I mean, that obviously didn't work all right, or something went wrong there. So definitely to someone that I sold drugs to before, because I might want to apologize to him. You know, you got to make shit right with life. It's almost like ain't, ain't that what they do at like AA meetings and shit? Like when you want to get shit right, you got to go apologize to everybody. So I would love to apologize to every person that I sold drugs to. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't my fault, but, you know, sometimes y'all do feel bad about shit. I've sold crack to a, a pregnant motherfucker. And I know y'all motherfuckers are like, oh, you are the worst person ever. But at that time, when you're in that, when you're in that lifestyle, I mean, you become what you are. Like, I tell people that all the time, like, Cause I mean now I mean I'm pretty sure crack I mean probably in certain areas it's not it's not the same as it was you know what I'm saying it's like a real epidemic during that time you know what I'm saying and so I would tell people if you were selling crack during those times you was pretty much a crackhead yourself like I'm talking about like not a person that was like selling weight I'm talking about like a nigga that was working out of spots and shit like that making thirty off a hundred you were a crackhead too you barely took shower you was, you wasn't you wasn't changing your clothes for like three days you fucking you you eating out the Coney Island every day. You, you living just like a crackhead. You're not getting no sleep because it, it don't get cracking to about one in the morning. Two of them, you stand up all night. You get what I'm saying? So it's like you become you, you, you become that in that lifestyle. And at that point, in my head at that time, I, I didn't care about myself. You know what I'm saying? I didn't love myself at that time. So how could I care about anybody else at that point? I didn't give a fuck. But yes, it definitely was a lot of shit that happened that, that I still got trauma from. Like doing that shit, she freaked out. And fucking got butt-ass naked and just was standing in the mirror slapping herself, talking about it was bugs crawling all on her and shit. I ain't never seen no shit like that. I'm fucking like 18 years old. Like, what the fuck is going on right now? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. It's real triggering. We don't need to go. <laughs> Better health, man. It's for you, man. You want to get it? All right, all right. This is a hard one for me. Would you rather put dry socks on your wet feet or put wet socks on your dry feet? Um, that's easy. What the fuck you mean? Uh, wet. I mean, you, huh? Yeah, dry socks on the wet feet. Cause I mean, it's, they're gonna dry up quick, right? I, if you put wet socks on, you're just gonna be walking around squishing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that eventually dry up. That wasn't that crazy. I mean, we're talking about how wet. I mean, your feet gonna dry. You know, that's skin. We're talking about a fabric with an actual sock. You know what I'm saying? And that sucked though to have wet socks. I mean, if anybody you know you grew up in um places that snow a lot you know sometimes you know in the winter we couldn't afford those nice boots you know that's nothing worse than fucking um growing up in a place that snow like a motherfucker and you gotta walk to school with air force one zone you get what i'm saying <laughs> your socks is fucked up or the worst is when you um you wear like a certain shoe i don't know if you guys like you wear like a certain shoe and then you walk through the snow and you take your shoes off and your socks the entire color that has to like, you know, I think I got like some 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 paint poisoning in that with that shit and, and it kind of fucked me up a little bit by wearing fucking crazy colored shoes in the, in the snow and shit and fucking the dye bled through and got into my socks and it got into my bloodstream and now I'm fucking got Asperger's or some shit. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> Definitely need to holler at Nike. I might got a lawsuit or something, man. You know what I'm saying? Reebok pumps them fucked me up. You know? So would you rather have a toilet that moaned with pleasure every time you took a shit or one that groaned with disgust? I don't know if the moaning with pleasure would be a great... I mean... For you to have a shit fetish, man, that's going down. A, that's some deep shit. I mean, I didn't. I thought that was fake. I didn't think that was like a real thing. I thought that was fake. Then you go a little too deep on Reddit, man. You'll see some shit you don't supposed to see. 4chan and all that. And no, that's a real thing. It's motherfuckers with fetishes for planning shit and all that. They call it some pig shit or something. And motherfuckers roll around. I, I mean, the thing is that you got to understand, man, is that a turd, just, just a turd, Put it like this, man. If somebody just randomly showed you a turd, like boom, like somebody sent you a picture, like welcome to my pool party. And it's just a, you open it up and it's just a toilet filled with turds. Your day is ruined. Like you're not going to be able to move on for this and be happy again. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's two things that you just never randomly want to see. And that's just like a dick and turds. If you just see those, like, you know what I'm saying? But like not prepped up and you just see turds and a dick, it's going to ruin your day. You know what I'm saying? So I will say uh, anybody that's moaning with pleasure over shit, it's, it's some problems there, you know, and um, because I mean, like I say, a turd there is a turd, but you touch that motherfucker, like if you break it open and that's when the fumes come out, like and, and the shit, yeah, it gets busy then. That's when it's gonna get to cooking. It get to cooking then. You get what I'm saying? So no, nah, man, I will say though, one of the best things for you, man, like if you, you know, everybody got to do their thing, man. They make a um, poopery. I'm not sponsored by them, but shouts out to Poopery, man. If they want to, you know, hit me up. I definitely use the Poopery. There we go. For you sit down, you just spray, hit them up. Bow, bow, little two sprays. You and that motherfucker shitting in the garden. You know what I'm saying? It'd be, it's real. Yeah, there we go. I got those same flavors at the crib. Yeah, that, that new black one. The new black one, that's a rare That's a rare one. So, yeah. I cop, yeah, that one. That's my favorite one right there. But for you go. So, I don't be worrying about that. You know what I'm saying? It be banging like that. You know what I'm saying? Spin a motherfucking wheel. Magic. Magic is real. For real. Like, cause I mean, like motherfuckers that's in there, like voodoo and shit. Like if you go like down south, like New Orleans or like in Florida and shit, and they be having like, when you can go like to the actual, like the voodoo lady and be like, man, you know what? I want this nigga dead. And they be like, man, well, you got to get a piece of his hair and do this and do that and do all this and do all that shit. That shit be really real, man. Like, I don't know. I believe that shit. And maybe that's just for like voodoo doctors and shit like that, man. I consider that to be magic. Now, if you talking about like, a motherfucker like David Blaine. And, uh, David Blaine was an ill nigga. What's the other nigga? Uh, Chris Angel. That nigga. You remember the one when he like, um, he had this crazy like CGI, like shit blew up, then he ended up in a cage type situation. Like if you watch this nigga magic tricks, man, it's just, um, I feel like um, a magician like this is like he just failed at being a pickup artist. Like, you know, he had his pickup artist tutorial. He was going to put his book out. Some niggas don't make it. Got the YouTube channel. And like, man, I, I don't make myself look like this for no reason. What else could I do? Magic. Fuck it. Just be a magician. So, yeah, man. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I believe it is. some. Yeah, I believe in voodoo and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But as far as like a motherfucker making a, a, a quarter reappear from out of my um, ear and all that shit. Fuck that shit. Now, if you want to say like the scammers, like three card money, that's magic and shit too. And so I'm saying, I would agree with that. Or like when you go to like a carnival games and shit like that, and you motherfucker try to, that's magic and shit too, man. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So yeah, man. But yeah, fuck magic, man. So we got uh, one more last. Would you rather? Would you rather have everyone know all the details of your love life or your finances? I mean, finances is easy to know. I always say this. This is like a cool thing. Like to me, white people shit is bankruptcy. Like niggas don't go bank. Like niggas ain't go to. You know how you know when a nigga bankrupt? When a nigga come through and be like, man, I'm, I'm selling my PlayStation. Oh, you're like, oh, this nigga broke. <laughs> that's bankruptcy in the hood. It's when you selling your PlayStation. You get what I'm saying? So that's how I judge that, man. So if you ever, when you ever see me online, like, man, yeah, PS5 for sale. That's, you know, you can judge my finances right there. So, yeah, man, I don't, you ain't knowing shit about my love life. A real player never kiss and tell. 
You know what I'm saying? We ain't doing that. God damn it, man. <laughs> oh, this is a follow-up email. What is this? Oh, hi, Danny. As a fellow man who enjoys defeat, I was taken aback by your response to the question, would you rather date a baddie with no arms or a baddie with no feet? When talking about the wheelchair, I couldn't help but think those fucking souls going to be pristine, clean. None of those dirty feet bitches with armpit hair. You also hitting that YMA dollars now. You about to be able to get a bitch with a hover chair. Keep them high and tight. Uh, I don't know what the question was there. I think a couple weeks back you answered. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I know what he's talking about, but I guess it seems like he's agreeing with me. I I think you said you'd rather have one with no feet, and he's saying... Oh, the no... He, uh, oh, yeah. He's saying, like, her feet would be so nice if she's in a wheelchair or something, because she's never walking around. I just like head too much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't... I mean, an armless dick suck, man. It's going to be a long time to finish. You got to stroke that motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> that's full stroke gang, baby. You got to hit that motherfucker up too, man. So, yeah, that's all that is. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. Uh... Goddamn. Should we want some freestyles? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we have Juno Lagoon here. Juno Lagoon. That's uh, You thought it hard for that name. Smack him like I'm Will Smith with my fist closed. Fresh prints on my weapon, think I need to rinse those. These hoes on my dick, yeah, but I speak like incels. Cause I don't give a fuck, you could blow me like some whistles. Hit a pussy like an ollie, yeah, you knowin' that. I pop it, then I'm sliding out, so now I'm over that. Like Tony Stark, the way that I earn, man. The way that I burn that tree, it be looking like a forest fire. Burn more smoke than a drifter, drifter. Told her that I missed her, then I went and fucked her sister. All your guns for show, you just flexing like a rest. Let's say you got drive, you ain't even got gas like a Tesla. Smooth, all my bitches like to groove with me too. I took a blue and now I don't know what to do. Yeah, I do my own stunts like Bruce Lee. Said I got this purple in my joint like a bruised knee. Yeah, I'm Kobe when I'm ballin'. Cause I get high up in the sky and then I'm fallin'. Feel like life's a TV show, bitch. Where the camera's at? I'm about to grab a get and turn to Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. Wow. Why this nigga so dirty? <laughs> Bro, that's exactly what I no was saying. No one ain't paying attention to you, <laughs> big pen. I couldn't hear no bars. I'm look. This is fentanyl. This is fentanyl right here, man. America, you see what is happening? You see what is going on, big pharma? The kid can actually, I mean, he is pretty good at rap, but I, I already know he a Suicide Boys fan. Just that little peep shit. But man, you got the, is he working on cars? You gonna have to follow up freestyle. I'm sorry, brother, uh, for me to actually critique this and tell you what's going on because, like, you know, I'm really, uh, yeah, man, you're dirty as fuck, man. It's it's not cool. It's not cool. I mean, if you at work, you could have waited, man. Why did you? This is what I'm talking about with these kids, man. They too in a rush to get content anytime. He was listening to the show at work. He like fuck that. He ran right out in the parking lot, nigga. You could have went home and took a shower first, man. I, I, man, we. Had this on the last show. We talked about you just got to pull a motherfucker to the side sometime, man. I don't think, I think he at work, though. I think he work on cars. I'm going to go with that. And, um, yeah, he can rap, though, but ain't nobody about to listen to no dirty-ass rapper, man. I'm sorry, man. I love you, bro, man. I love you. That's why I'm telling you this, man. I'm heart to heart. But you look dirty, man. Like, your face, I mean, the T-shirt is dirty enough, but this nigga, I noticed he was dirty before I noticed how dirty his T-shirt was, just from his face. I'm like, this nigga did his hands. I'm like, this nigga dirty. That shit nasty, brother. Um, goddamn, man. I ain't, I ain't getting into no drip sets after that. He ruined... <laughs> he ruined the drip sets for the day. <laughs> goddamn, we got another one? That was crazy. That's triggering. But that's fentanyl. I, I want to guess that if you don't work on cars, you live in Arizona, Phoenix or something, preferably, and um, you do fit and all, and you're homeless, and you're sleeping in the car. See, that's what happens when people judge you. Even me, when you look a certain way, people judge you. Like me with these dreads. That's what I'm saying. I'm getting rid of this haircut. If you get judged with these dreads, I get judged all the time. I remember before they were, um, you know, fully like, look, you know, long and shit. When you at those beginning stages, and you're like combing your hair, and this shit just nappy and look disgusting. Like sometimes I wake up in the morning, you know, I ain't got cigarettes, or I want to go get a coffee. I just wake up in my like pajamas, which is pretty much a jogging pants and a hoodie or something like that. And I remember going to the gas station. I'm look homeless as fuck. 
You get what I'm saying? Mustard stains on my hoodie and shit. I walk in the guy. It's one kid looked at me like, you Danny Brown? <laughs> and the look on his face, it looked like I let him down. Like everything about his life just feel like it was like he he realized Santa Claus wasn't real, man. And I think he I think he thought like, man, this nigga Danny Brown is in Austin, Texas doing the meth or something, man. Cause I was like a random gas station next to like, if you ever see a gas station that's next to like a crazy motel, like a La Quinta. Oh, you know what going down over that, that motherfucker. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like a real lot of drug activity, a lot of crackheads and shit like that. But to me, I ain't trying to stick out and walk to the gas station in some Balenciaga or some dumb shit. I'm trying to blend in so don't nobody know I'm Danny Brown, but it backfired. And this nigga like, Danny Brown smoking crack or something, man. Like uh, the look of um, just let down and disgust he had in his face for me at that moment. It made me really feel bad. And it made me be like, man, I can't be going out the house. Like, so he's like, damn, I got to dress. I got to get nice or clean up before I go out the house. But then I realized with these fucking dreads, ain't no cleaning up. You still look, you look the same anyway. And then I be thinking I'm fresh and shit. I put on like some expensive ass clothes or something, like some ill shit. The shit be ill to me. The regular civilian don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I still look homeless to them niggas. So I realized like, yeah, you want people to treat you different. You got to look different sometimes. So yeah, I'm tired of the way I get in the Uber. The motherfuckers be like, oh shit. Especially another thing too. We all know I smoke a lot of weed and shit and smoking weed and shit sometimes. Um, I forget to, you know, use cologne or all my shit smell like weed. It don't matter what the fuck I take out my house. I put a jacket on that I haven't worn in months. If I don't spray no color, if I don't do nothing to it, I'm going to be banging like weed. So if I get into an Uber with these dreadlocks in a bag, they automatically think I'm selling weed. They like, oh, like even now coming this morning, the guy's like, I love that smell right there. I'm like, ah, oh. I'm like, I'm sorry, man, my bad. I forgot to put it. He's like, no, I, I, I get down like that. I, I, that's my thing. Like, you know. And I'm like, oh shit, is this a setup? And he's pretty much trying to like, um, he asking me questions, but he's trying to ask me in the way of like, do I sell weed and do I have weed on me to sell him? Because I'm obviously boofing like weed. Maybe it's not me, it's the weed in my bag that's smelling like that. And I'm like, no, man, I don't sell no weed. Or, you know, they think I'm like some roster, like Jamaican type shit. Because, I mean, hair, this hair sucks and shit. Because like I said, it's always in your face. Motherfuckers don't know. This is my vision. <laughs> If you ever want to know what it's like to have dreadlocks, just do this. And this is what I, this is my viewing every day. So you want to put on like hats or something that'll pull your hair up. So I wear those like Rasta hats, those dreadlock hats. I mean, I don't wear them in public and shit. I wear them at home or like go to, and yeah, I end up looking like, you know, I, I, I look like I smell like patchouli oil. I look like I burn sage for fun. So yeah, you get, yeah, I wear one of those, not the actual Jamaican colors though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the, the saggy one like that. I, I, I've got those in various colors. I wouldn't actually get the fucking Jamaican one. That's like crazy. That's like if you white with dreadlocks. You get that motherfucker right there. I was about to say, that's for sure white people shit. <laughs> white people with dreadlocks are the worst. Except Jonathan Davis from Corn. He's the only cool white dude that can have dreadlocks. Shouts out to Corn, man. I actually had a conversation with Jonathan Davis not too long ago, and it was fucking amazing, man. Just to be that. See, like, let's always say, like, you need those little things in life to um just make you feel like you're doing something good and that shit. You know, Corn, me growing, I'm not growing up, but in high school, I mean, Corn was probably like, um, like I say, I always went back and tried to listen to those rock albums that people say are the best album, but Corn was probably the first rap album that I identified with, like, because, you know, it had the hip hop influence in it, and they did a lot of cool shit, man. So, I actually got a chance to meet him on Holy Ship one time. That was great. But yeah, I had a conversation with him not too long ago. I think we're friends now. He invited me to Bakersfield to come out there and hang out. I would definitely, as soon as he, you know, he in Europe right now. But so yeah, so shit like that. When I get like artists that I've looked up to and, you know, just the fact that he even knows who I am makes me feel like, fuck, I'm doing it right. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like all the legends and all the artists that I've looked up to, I've, I've met them all and they all show me love and I'm really blessed for that, I will say. I will say. I'm trying to think. Is it who I haven't? I haven't met Ghostface Killer yet. I will say that's probably like the last one on my list. Like to really, I mean, I've seen him, but at the time I was hanging out with Tony Yayo and they had Dylan's. I think Ghostface told Tony Yayo to suck his dick or some weird shit. So they had beef. So when I seen him, we couldn't be friends. But um, I did a song with Ghostface actually. It was and it's dope as fuck. So check that out, man. Ghostface is one of my favorite rappers and one of the um, biggest influences of my hip hop career. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, we almost about this motherfucker. Want to do um, spin the wheel one more time, then we get about this bitch. Like I say, I left motherfucking Ditto in the kennel. Also, I just started Ditto on Instagram. 
Y'all can follow Ditto at Ditto Deuce. That's D-I-T-T-O-D-E-U-C-E. Sounds like a biker. Yeah, so hit up Ditto Deuce on Instagram. Show my baby some love, you know. She need to do something, man. Let's go. Polyamory? Is that how you say that? What yep. that mean? It's like open relationships. Oh, like polygamy. Is that the same shit? Yeah. I actually was watching that. Um, it's this documentary on Netflix about the Mormons in the church, and he was um, he started fuck. I mean, he started fucking everybody. He had like sixty wives and shit. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I saw that. Yeah. Um, I felt that's what I fell asleep to yesterday. Actually, I had a long ass nap. But yeah. Um. The that kind of weirds me out. I mean, that whole Utah thing. Yeah, man. Um, y'all just freaky, man. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers just need to be freaks. Like, come on. Y'all ain't got to be freaky for, for, for the Lord. Y'all trying to make it seem like it's a um, a religious thing. I mean, I know they, I was watching this show and they said, like, that's what God wanted for you to have multiple wives so you can spread your seeds and do all this. I mean, um, shit, man, I'm hard enough dealing with one bitch. You get what I'm saying? I don't know no nigga with 64 bitches and he's all my wife. Nigga, you watch your goddamn mind. You know what type of shit? I mean, yeah, that shit just some freaky shit, some weird cold shit. That ain't how life works out, man. Well, the big the big difference, though, between polygamy and polyamory is polyamory is where both, it's like open, so they could both just fuck whoever, you know? Yeah, that's just swinging. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, right. They trying to put a fancy word on it. Y'all motherfuckers just freaky. I ain't hating on that. I thought I, I thought I was built for that shit one point in time in my life. I ain't built for that kind of shit, man. You know what I'm saying? I ain't that freaky. You, you, you need to get tested sometimes, and that's what you need to know, man. You think you freaky? These bitches way freakier than you. You think you freaky? Your bitch ten times freakier, and sometimes you hit a limit. You be like, damn, I thought I was freaky, but I ain't that freaky. And and you, you know, once you hit that limit, you like, man, I'm maxed out. That's when you realize how lame you is, how vanilla you are. You get what I'm saying? Where some shit pop up, like. No, I'm freaky, but I ain't that freaky. I mean, I I, I want to elaborate more, but I, I just can't. I'm mean, going to just keep that. <laughs> like a real player never kiss a tail. I'm going to just keep that for myself, man. You know what I'm saying? But I will say, oh, yeah, man, we got the... Coming up, I got my daughter coming out, hanging with me, man. Um, Real excited about that, man. Happy to hang out with her, man, and just, you know, do some cool shit, man. I've been out here, man, in Texas for um a little over a year now. You know, so I miss my family like crazy. I mean, I never thought I would be getting like homesick and shit, but I guess that is a real thing. And it's it's um, you know, sucky as Detroit can be sometimes. Um, I, I do miss just doing some normal ass shit. You know what I'm saying? Which you know, out here is way more fun shit to do. But I don't know. It's just I don't know. Maybe I'm addicted to all the motherfucking um pollution. From Chrysler and all that shit, <laughs> and I haven't pol- I'm having polluted withdrawals of the car automobile plants and shit like that. So that is that, man. But yeah, I mean, I'm in- I'm excited to see her and shit. So that should be fun, man. And um, yeah, like I say, next time you guys will see me, I'm getting rid of this shit, which I'm um, yeah, um. So you guys know, like, I, I won't be going to the hood barbershop, obviously. <laughs> I found a new spot. Which is great because it's one of those like um private personal shits. Like he got his shit in like a um office building type shit, and he only got like one chair, so you got it's it's appointment only type shit. I ain't got to deal with no other niggas talking about the fucking cowboys draft and all that shit and all that. So yeah, we done with that shit. I finally found me, and he's he's a cool guy. He got green hair. I was like, oh, once I seen he had green hair, I'm like, oh, it's lit. This my nigga right here. Yeah, it's cool. So yeah. I uh, hit him up because um, the first time I went, you know, I, I hit him up for a haircut. He's like, when you want me to cut the hair? I'm like, no, nah. I mean, you know, it's like a lineup, you know, not really a haircut. So, but I hit him up like, you know what? I think you might have triggered something. I think you could do it. So, yeah, I'm going to come get my shit cut off because I just want to be comfortable, man. I'm too old to be looking cool. You feel what I'm saying? Really, to be honest, man, too old to be looking cool and shit, man. I just want to be comfortable, you know, and do shit I like to do. So, yeah, with that said, you know. We about to get up out of this shit, man. Love y'all motherfuckers, man. We'll be back. You know what I'm saying? Keep me posted. <laughs> I just say that because that's what I say to motherfuckers when I say bye to them. Love you. Keep me posted. But yeah, hit me up at Danny at the Danny Brown Show.com. That's Danny at the Danny Brown Show.com. You know, send your white people shit. Yeah, fucking 
your, your fucking advice and all that shit, man. You know, videos or whatever the fuck, freestyle submissions, you know what I'm saying? You can hit us up, 512-522-9256 for the voicemails and all that. And yeah, man, love y'all motherfuckers. Keep me posted. We up out of here. Still a Kia, make it shake. <laughs>